Welcome to Here Comes Yesterday, a weekly 15-minute podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead with your host, Frank Corrado. today's podcast, I want to reflect on spring of this year, 2022, a spring when we all finally got to take off those dreadful masks and find our way out of the cave of darkness and find our way back to a normal kind of living. Even with the guns of Kiev and Uvalde sounding ominously in the background as a soundtrack. As I write this, I know spring is pretty much over, though in one week I've time warped from hiding under the covers and working in the rain to dealing with record-breaking heat as the clincher to this craziest of seasons. Yes, this year demonstrated clearly that spring can really hang you up the most. But it's not the unpredictability, but the inevitability of spring that is one of the great joys of life. After two months of dreariness, make that three, May finally delivered somewhat this year on what March promised and April couldn't deliver. In my suburban Chicago neighborhood, unseasonably hot as it was early in May, Everything bloomed like crazy in one quick fireworks display. Up at the Blueberry Farm near South Haven, Michigan, where my son Joe and I have been living in the seasons for 14 years, the brief early May heat was welcomed because we knew it would be drying out a giant mud puddle that kept us out of the fields, and the sunny days would let us do many chores that needed to be done trimming bushes, cleaning up messes, planting for the coming year and years ahead. But the triple-digit temperatures in mid-June ended up being just as bad as the rain, keeping us from getting our work done. In the farming world, I'm a late vocation, as they used to say. Most farmers are born into it and don't even think about the rhythms of the seasons. They know what to do and when to do it simply by rote. I deliberately mentioned above the word vocation when talking about farming. Farming has become, like the priesthood, a dying old man's profession. Farm kids go off to college and get drawn away by the lures of city life, the excitement of the digital world, or those other ornaments that the young are attracted to. Farming, as you may have heard, is really hard work, not a lot of income. You have to be pretty handy with your hands. You need skills that range from accounting to plumbing to animal husbandry. And not to keep harping on it, but there's that unpredictable weather. Farmers know that Mother Nature can kick you in the ass, and usually when you're not looking. Having just spouted all these cliches, I can't think of anything I've done with my life that has been so personally rewarding as farming at least during my ripe old age. My old video cameraman, Kip, once told me that his kind of work called for a strong youngster of about 25 years old with 20 years of experience. That observation fits farming to a T. I've got about 14 years of farming under my belt at the moment, but I'm 25 years old times three over 11 dog years, as they say. 
By nature, I'm one of those people who just doesn't enjoy doing exercise or most sports, but I do love physical work. Maybe it's because it usually leads to getting something done, which to me is always very satisfying. And I get to use my experience over many years to do things like hook up an electrical circuit, move some water pipes around, build a chicken coop, figure out why a tractor won't start, that kind of stuff. And by this time in my life, I finally figured out what I shouldn't even try to do. I mentally may know how to do it, but it's called judgment and is one of the few real benefits of getting over, knowing what not to tackle. Now let me argue the other side of judgment. Young people may not be as wise and may try to do things I know won't work, but they don't know any better and they go ahead. And sometimes they accomplish things people like me would have walked away from. That's their edge and maybe the reason that the world moves forward. Okay, well, let's go back to the subject at hand, spring. After unprecedented dark and cold days, I read somewhere that we got only 34% of the available sunlight this past spring. That was kind of a record. The light at the end of the tunnel came when we pulled out onto a highway for a Memorial Day week trip to Denver for a high school graduation. I love high school graduations. College graduations are a big, bigger deal, yeah, I know, but things seem a little less serious and a lot more momentous at a high school graduation. In many families, high school is the end of the road for academics. And an absolute sign of spring in rural lands are large weekend parties this time of year as families host kin and friends to celebrate the newly minted graduate. Driving to Denver from Chicago is the best argument you can make for driverless cars. Staying awake at any time of the day is a challenge. It's always good to go west, however, to a place where nature is bigger and more commanding than it is in our man-made bubbles that we call cities. In the West, nature is a bigger presence and that is a mostly a good thing, unless of course you get on the subject of weather again. The downside of the West, as we are all hearing today, is drought. Because it has the Rocky Mountains, Denver has an ace in the hole compared to other Western cities dependent on aquifers and impoundments. But when we arrived there and it was raining, that seemed unusual for a city that gets about 300 sunny days a year. Hey, no big deal, they need it. The point of the visit was a graduation party for Nick, a tall, good-looking, quiet kid whom everybody in our spread-out family loves. Nick is an academic star, having been named top student at Smoky Hill, yes, that's the name of the high school, it, in their Japanese program as well as a participant in something called the International Baccalaureate Program, where kids take advanced classes and end up with 24 hours of college credit as seniors. Like many other families, ours is spread out across this big country, from Southwest Michigan to Chicago, to Laramie, Wyoming, to Seattle, to Los Angeles, and to Aurora, Colorado, a big Denver suburb. The logistics of bringing us together, even for a couple of days, is expensive and challenging, but the results are always wonderful. 
Nick was one of close to 500 students who walked across the stage at the University of Denver's Rice Center to accept his high school sheepskin, as they used to call it. Nick was easily recognizable, decked out like an archbishop with multiple awards around his neck. Nick's academic prowess is not unexpected, seeing he comes from a family of educators and academics. His dad, Mike, just, has just completed his 27th year as a high school teacher and coach, as well as the International Baccalaureate faculty. Michelle, Nick's mom, is the academic registrar for the 2,000-plus students at Smoky Hill High. Nick's brother, Frankie, is finishing up his major in education at the University of Wyoming. Nick's Aunt Kelly teaches music to kids in person and online all over the U.S. And Nick's grandpa, Frank, that's me, had a long career in college and business teaching. So, as they say, it runs in the family. And Nick was also an athlete. At Smoky Hill, he played football, lacrosse, and lettered in tennis. Growing up, Nick was one of those kids willing to try lots of things. When he tried baseball, he could hit it out of the park. When he tried scouts, he excelled quickly. He also loved daredevil stuff like skateboarding and snowboarding, and later became a quick study on the computer. Those who have known him for a while know what a loving, caring, empathetic person this gentle giant is. He earns now to go out and experience life in all its diverse and interesting forms, and his journey begins. On Wednesday evening, just before graduation, Nick headed out for a tradition called the Senior Sunset, where classmates gather to celebrate their four years. I thought that that observance was kind of backwards. They should be celebrating the sunrise of their future. So, in the plus and minus column of seasons, the fact that graduations take place in spring is a real plus, because spring is a time of looking forward. And that's what graduations are really about. Not just recognizing achievement, but also moving forward. Just like nature signals at this most optimistic of times. So if nature messes around with us and the weather is goofy, it's also a time of rebirth. Also, it's a time that launches us out of the doldrums and the death spiral of winter and moves us into the future of rebirth and forward in a mad dance, not only of parties and fests and outdoor concert and procreation and trips to the parks and getting away and the joys of summer. Spring might hang you up the most, but it also frees you to believe and hope again. Hooray for spring. See you next time. <laughs>